This is a podcast about two sisters raised in an effed up family. My name is Christine. I am Jesse's older sister. I was raised by a gaslighting, manipulative mother who raised me to believe people either rejected you or weren't rejecting you. My father was a crazy, racist, vulgar alcoholic who was in and out of my life. And my name is Jesse. I'm Christine's little sister. I was raised solely by the crazy, racist father who raised me to believe I had to earn or buy someone's love. Hello to all of our family burrito listeners out there whose father had severe bursitis in his elbow, nickname it his twin brother, and would show off his twin brother at parties. Welcome back to the Family Burrito, episode 27. My name is Christine. My sister Jessie and I created this podcast as a way to heal our twin brother severe bursitis in the elbow embarrassing childhood wounds. Jessie! Hey girl, how are you doing? Happy Mother's Day. I keep forgetting it's Mother's Day. It's so funny. Um, yes, happy Mother's Day. If it's not one thing, it's a mother. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Yeah, did you wish your mother a happy Mother's Day? Oh yeah, I called her this morning. Nice. I did indeed. She was already like almost hands deep in chicken when I called her and I was like, ah, just in time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cooking. Yeah, she's always in the kitchen. Yeah, she's a really good cook. I remember her meals that she would make. Dad loved her freaking cooking those cornbread things. I don't remember. There was a name for it. And she cooked those all the time. Hush puppies? No, they were kind of similar to that, but there she had a name for them and used a lot of Crisco mm. in them. Mmm, Crisco. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Dad, Dad loved. And she was such a good, like, there was always dinner. That was one thing I remember. It's funny, you just mentioning your mom cooking um just like memories of us you know when I lived with him in Georgia and he lives in an apartment off base and your mom would have dinner every night we'd sit at the table and he would always compliment your mom's cooking it was just really sweet to see oh that's funny because years later he was like she's a horrible cook (laughs) Uh, oh yeah and you know what's funny you know those um dead Iraqi soldier pictures he has oh yeah well, when I was going through them, he <laughs> had a picture of his ex-girlfriend, Terry, in there. Or Tammy. What was her name? Tammy. Oh, yeah, Tammy. Yeah. Oh, that's weird. Terry and Tammy. Whoa. And then Sherry. Oh, my God. Okay, let's go all drive off a cliff right now. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, he had a type. Mm, apparently, but he must have been really mad at Tammy to have her picture in with those dead eyebrows. He's like, you're dead to me. well i think that it was like old memories i don't know he always told me not to like throw away pictures oh really yeah so maybe it was i don't know nostalgia for him Mm -hmm. he he freaking was a hopeless romantic that guy he was and i just it was hard for me to see i don't know i just i always felt like I couldn't imagine anybody that would be with him because he was so um, set in his ways. And according to his human design, he was fixed. He would have never, he was never, his purpose on earth was never to change. Yeah. And he didn't. And then, and then when he tried to change the the universe was like, okay, you can die now. Yeah. It's time to die. (laughs) Um, See ya. Um, Yeah. So that's cool. I'm glad that you were able to um, wish her a happy, you said you called her. Yeah, I called her this morning. That's nice. How does y'all's conversations go? Are they like 
deep, superficial, casual? How do they just go? Um, we usually just like update each other uh, on the family. I asked her if she talked to her mom, mm-hmm. and you know, she's like, "Fuck no," <laughs> mm-hmm. you know. Um, so you know, she has her own family drama. Mm-hmm. Sorry, my dog is closing cabinets. What? <laughs> yeah, I don't know how. I'm like, I look behind me, and he's just closing cabinets. But anyway, um, she uh, updated me about the family, and then we kind of have deep conversations. But you know, my mom like my mom and I like to talk about ghosts. Mm. <laughs> That's where our conversations end up leading. Because mm-hmm. there's a a city here called um, uh, Central City, Colorado. Mm-hmm. And um, I want to take her there because it's really haunted. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's pretty much what we talked about. Has she seen a ghost before? Oh yeah, she. Well, you know, she claims to talk to spirits. Not all spirits. spirits, but like she claims to, that some spirits come talk to her. Are they spirits like ancestors, or who are they? Uh, just ghosts, just random ghosts. Like she found, so she had, she was apparently like told by one ghost to go look under the house one day, mm-hmm. his old house that she lived in before. And I was there when she showed me what she found, but it was like this old piece of art. Mm-hmm. And she was like, yeah, it told me to go find, like go down there. And, and this is what I found. And I was like, oh, hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I never, I never really fully believed her but mm-hmm. I feel like at the same time if she believes it then right and if she's happy whatever yeah mm-hmm. but um, but then you know my grandma her mom she claims to also talk to spirits mm-hmm. so I mean it could be it could be real yeah yeah that's interesting I need um, you know what Next time you and your mom start doing that, get me on a three-way phone call. I'll get my pendulum out and we'll just have a blast. Heck yeah, for sure. I need I need to like invite her up here. Yeah. Anyway, she needs to just get her ass up to Colorado. Has she ever been to Colorado? Uh, once before when I lived in Golden as a kid. Oh really? Yeah, it was actually when I re-met her. So mm. audience members don't know this, but. My mom and I last saw each other when I was like five years old and um, I came home. My dad picked me up that summer and I had lice and he was like, you're never going to go see your mom again. Right. So anyway, um, I didn't re-meet my mom until I was like 13. Mm. Yeah, like 12 or 13. I had just started my period, probably TMI. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, she was like. Um, she. I saw her at the airport, and I recognized her, but she didn't recognize me. And I like tried to flag her down, but she just she noticed my she noticed dad, and she went to dad, and I was like, "Hey, bitch, it's me, your daughter." Mm. But yeah, um, so we have a weird relationship. Yeah, yeah. It's and did you talk to her on the phone during those years? Um, a little here and there, but I mostly lived with Grandma Lou, and Grandma Lou freaking hated me talking to her so um obviously I was a kid when it all happened like I was a baby but Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure because according to the court 
paperwork I have, my mom just didn't show up to court to mm-hmm. gain custody of me. Mm-hmm. And my mom was also pregnant with another baby mm-hmm. when she was trying to divorce our dad. Mm-hmm. And I do know that Grandma Lou basically had to like pay money to make sure that they could get divorced because in the state of Texas, you can't divorce your wife or your husband if your wife is pregnant. Um, even with another man's baby, they won't allow the divorce. That's interesting. That makes sense now why that was on my divorce paperwork when I was filling it out, why they asked that question. Yeah. Are you pregnant? Yeah. So, um, I know grandma Lou used her, um, political pool and her Moorhead last name. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I hope everybody got that, um, uh, you know, to get her way and, Mm-hmm. But I'm pretty sure she also paid off my mom. Really? Well, I mean, wouldn't that make sense? I don't know. I, I mean, I have no idea. I just would. I'm not I... saying that my mom's like money hungry, but she probably like convinced my mom and manipulated my mom. Oh, yeah. I mean, definitely intimidate. I mean, that yeah. was always my thought was she just intimidated her. I mean, yeah. your mom didn't grow up with money. Your mom didn't graduate high school. And so... You know, how would you fight this large, well, I don't know if they would say large, but this powerful family um, who had ties in the community, businesses, money, and, you know, on top of just Grandma Lou, who's like, you know, controlling, judgmental, and, you know, could make you feel like total shit in two seconds, you know? Right. So I, I could only imagine the things that she said to your mom, you know, and um, what did, what would Grandma Lou say about your mom? She would just say that she's not a good person. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much all she would say. Like, she didn't really talk shit. She mm-hmm. just said that she wasn't a good person. She was always like, what kind of mom would leave her kid? Hmm. That's interesting. But, uh, again, I I don't know. Life could have been totally different if I was raised by my mom. But mm-hmm. I really do think that... Grandma Lou just figured out a way to get her, get her way and get my mom mm-hmm. out of the picture because mm-hmm. my mom would like write me notes when I lived with Grandma Lou mm-hmm. and she would get mad at my mom because she would like write in fun colors and like write in different colors and every different like every sentence was a different color pen mm-hmm. and Grandma Lou threw a fit and she like ripped it up and <gasps> oh my god yeah. that must have been so confusing for you. It really was. One time my cheerleading coach called and I like thought it was my mom and I got mm. really embarrassed because I was like, hey, mom, because they sounded like just like on the phone. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't talked to my mom in like two years at that point. So, yeah, it was pretty embarrassing. And then Grandma Lou was right there. And as an adult, I'm sure she felt like a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, like. Talk about a fucking narcissist. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like, she could have never get her, you know, her paintings were always in a wad, and she was always right. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Never, talk about somebody that could not self-reflect. Correct, yeah. Just, um, she was very bitter, and, oh, man, I mean, she, you know, of course, didn't like that I was marrying a dirty Mexican, you know, years ago, and... But what's funny, like towards the end of her life, you know, um, because the narcissist always dies alone. So I remember like she somehow 
we had started talking again and she was asking, are you going to bring your husband? I was like, I can, if you want, that was weird. And we get to see her. She was like living in an assisted living home and she was like trying to give him like so much stuff. I was like, yeah. Cause she felt like a piece of shit and she knew she was about to die. She was like mm-hmm. redemption. Yeah. How many hell Marys do I need to say? Yeah. It was so weird. Um, she believed in God, but this is the thing. If your intention is selfish, Mm-hmm. it still makes you a shitty person well okay i shouldn't say a shitty person it makes your intention shitty like mm-hmm. oh i know i have been mean to you my whole life so i need to make up with it with gifts and money and i have the same problem because once i like if i'm meeting somebody i'm like oh can i buy you taco bell <laughs> yeah yeah i know i i know what you mean i just and that's like some of that's like codependency and you know i I've really, you know, shifted through a lot of like my codependent behaviors, buying stuff off of Amazon for people didn't even ask me to buy them anything, you know, or you're like doing something like for Shane, you know, my ex-husband, I was always doing stuff for him when he didn't even ask me to do anything. And then of course I'm frustrated because he didn't say thank you for the thing he didn't even ask me to do. <laughs> you know, how rude is that? Bullshit, right. You so- know? <laughs> and, and it can be so micro too, because like, I don't know, a few weeks ago, my, my man was over here and, uh, what was going on? I was like, I need to take a bath and, you know, I don't really have TV in my house. And so I was like, I'm gonna, I said, I'm gonna take a bath. And so I get on my phone. Cause I'm like, I'm going to find him something on YouTube to watch or I have the HBO go app. I'm going to find him. Oh, he just talked about Batman. So let me find something about that. I was literally on my phone for 10 minutes trying to find something for him to watch and then I find something and then I could put it on the TV and he goes, oh, you don't have to turn that on. And I was like, what the hell? You know, and I was like, I worked so hard for something he didn't even ask me to do. Well, yeah. And I started laughing. I was like, because he knows, because I've told him I'm a recovering codependent. You know, you got to watch me, you know. And I just started laughing because I was like, how funny is that? You didn't even ask me to do this. And I'm sitting here for 10 minutes. You know, instead of taking care of myself and going to take a bath, he's an adult. You know what I mean? Um, he's very responsible. He can, I mean, he's got a phone. He can watch something on his phone, you know, like, and he doesn't even need to be entertained. Like, why was I, you know, so it can be so micro and I just, it just started laughing. And then it can come up too, like, um, like we were talking one night and he was really tired and, you know, if you've, um, you know, growing up in a world where your mother tells you people are rejecting, you're not rejecting you. He just wasn't, you know, energetic. He was tired. And so I'm thinking, oh, something's wrong, you know? So I'm like trying to get off the phone with him because I just want to make that pain, the feeling that I was feeling go away. I'm like, okay, you just go to bed. And he's like, hey, 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 hey. He's like, hang on, what's wrong? And I'm like, you're just tired. You, just, you seem kind of irritable. And he goes, no, I'm okay. What, what is it? And I was just like, I just want you to go to sleep, you know? And I was trying to get off the phone with him. He would not let me off the phone. He's like, no, we're going to talk about this. And then I realized I was just, instead of, instead of me expressing what, how I was feeling or getting clarification, getting clarity from him, um, I just created, you know, like he's, he's mad at me, you know? So, um, so it was, it's really cool to, to be able to talk through those things because I do it, you know, I, I definitely, you know, um, have codependent behaviors, um, but definitely gotten a lot better, um, setting boundaries and, um, you know, telling people what I need and, you know, setting boundaries is, is challenging for us because we think that, especially the people we love, because we think we're going to lose them and, or we're afraid of the consequence, there's going to be a consequence or, 
you know, whatever it is, um, or scared of more rejection. Right. So, you know, so, um, it's good though. I'm just, I'm happy to be able to be in a relationship where I can be my authentic self and tell him, Hey, these are like the shadows of myself. Like, you know, I may not even be aware of something I'm doing, you know, and just, you got to watch me. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Completely. It's good when somebody understands your quirks. Yeah. And like his quirks are like, he's very sarcastic and sometimes he hurts people's feelings and he's not trying to. And (laughs) so, Oh, so we're going to get along great. (laughs) Correct. Correct. Um, but, and he's just like, I don't know why I'm not trying to. And, and it bothers him, but he doesn't know how to fix it, you know? Mm. So mm. Um, People so, just don't understand his humor. Well, and also to Jesse and his human design, he has an undefined throat center. And they always are just talking and, you know, they want to be heard. And that can come with consequences, you know. But, um, but also I figured out he says things backwards. Like, um, you know, he might say something like, you know, he might be doing something really sweet in the moment, but then he'll make a joke about something about it. And then you're like, what? And then he says, oh, because I was, da, 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 I wanted to help you. with." I'm like, oh, I told him the other day, you, you say things backwards. Say the first real sweet thing that you were doing and then joke, like make fun of me. You know what I mean? So, but he's like, yeah, I'll work on that. You know what I mean? So um, it's just really cool to, to recognize stuff in myself and to, um, have that trusting safe space to be able to say these things and like just process it out loud because I'm a, I'm a process person out loud I have to have somebody bounce things off of you know if someone could just sit there and not talk and I could just sit here and figure out the world in 30 minutes you know what I mean like, <laughs> yeah like, okay oh this is what I'm doing this is what I, you know this is where this comes from and all you have to do is sit there and not and pretend to listen you know but um no he's he's, <laughs> he's great and we had a really good weekend. Um, he and his daughter came over and they brought their little dog. And so he loves their dog and he's just really cute. And um, yeah, we had a, his daughter and I went shopping and we had a good one. It's a five below. And, oh, I love um, five below. Mm-hmm. And so then, much junk mm-hmm, They have really good books. Yeah. And journals. Um, but then, and then today my friend Daniel came over and brought his dog to play with my dog. And they were just, you know, they, they act like they're in the mafia. So they have, to harass, <laughs> they have to harass the German shepherds next door and then they go swimming and stuff. So it's just really nice. And then, you know, I'm back at work full time and I'm able to hang out with colleagues, get to know colleagues that I don't ever get to see a lot better. And man, I work with some, man, some really smart people, <laughs> very intelligent people. And I love, because we're all drawn to mental health for a reason, you know, we're all there for a reason, <laughs> you know, so it's so cool to be able to, it's like free therapy, you know, I'm like, you know, if I'm having this issue with this X, Y, and Z, you know, like maybe in my personal life or something like, how would you, how would you, how do you deal with that? Or, you know, how do you approach this? You know? Yeah. It's really cool. That is awesome. We all need free therapy. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So how's welding going? Oh, good. Um, it's almost the end of the second five weeks mm-hmm. so um we're just been in the lab and been trying to not fuck up terribly mm-hmm. you know um i 
I gave everybody crystals. <laughs> really? Yeah, I'm like that because Mercury's in retrograde, and girl, don't you know it? Don't you know mm. it? Don't you, girl? It's been fucking me up, and I'm. I was thinking about everybody else, and I was like, man, I cannot be the only one that Mercury's messing with because I know it's based on your like sign and everything, but Mercury controls a lot of shit. So, um, mm-hmm. I gave my instructor a tiger's eye. And he was like, oh, mm-hmm. I love this. And then I gave everybody else um, clear quartz. Mm. Yeah. So I was like, and that, the ones I found up in um, the Rocky Mountains. Mm. So I was like, okay, I need to give this out to everybody. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I I haven't even really been around that other girl, though. So I haven't mm-hmm. given, given her any crystals. Mm-hmm. But I feel like she would reject it. You think so? I don't know, dude. I feel like she's such a negative Nancy. Maybe I'm just negative about her. <laughs> oh, well, it's interesting you say that because I was just listening to this podcast on manifestation, babe, and it was talking about how you manifest through your shadow, the shadow, the shadow side of yourself. Oh, yeah. And basically we, you know, we look at the ego as bad and really it's just a part of you and, you know, it's showing you areas you need to heal. But what she was saying was when you're triggered by someone, you're actually triggered what the trigger is something inside of you that's unconscious that you don't recognize that you don't like about yourself oh yeah and that's what i can all i can already tell you i Mm -hmm. don't want to be known as a bitch yeah yeah (laughs) like that and like i know that so uh one time uh michael was like you're such a bitch and i was like hey 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 Instead of calling me a bitch or acting like a bitch, can you call me a biatch mm-hmm. <laughs> or a bee? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like he, well, he wouldn't like he would say I was acting like one. Not he, like he would never call me like directly like you're a bitch. He mm-hmm. always says like you're acting like you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Very specific wordage, huh? So, yeah. Um, but I know what he means though, like because we have attitude. Like I have an attitude problem. Okay, I got mm-hmm. that. So, so let me ask you this. So let me ask you this. So you don't want to be known as a bitch. Yeah, but I am one. <laughs> hang on. You don't want to be known as a bitch. What is it? Why is that? What What is it about being known as a bitch? What does that mean? Oh, somebody that's not easy to talk to. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I don't know. It doesn't. It doesn't really like matter in the in, at the end of the day because like you know like you know who you are right but right i just like at your funeral though people mm-hmm. would be like man this bitch was a bitch <laughs> yeah yeah I, I don't mean, want that i don't want that <laughs> it's just funny because i just i don't it's it's, it's funny because i don't ever really go man what a bitch i mean maybe i used to i don't know i guess i just i if like I, the c word too much i call people the c word wait i see you next tuesday Mm-hmm. And people get really offended with that word. I'm like, no, those are all. That's a great well, word. Well, and I'm sure you hold dad calling people bitches, right? Um. Oh Did yeah. You hear dad call yeah, people sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I, or I mean, any oh. kind of name. Well, it was this mostly when he was driving. He was very like, you know, racist and sexist. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I mean. He, at the same time he was pretty respectful like mm-hmm. to women to their face like he would never mm-hmm. like if he was in an argument with a woman he would never be like you're a bitch mm-hmm. unless he was super drunk right 
But, like, I would never see him, like, actually call somebody out of their name. Like, I've seen him try to run somebody over. What? (laughs) Yeah. What happened? Tell me the story. (laughs) He was just being an asshole. uh, He wasn't getting his way. And um, this guy, you know, was trying to get his phone back because Michael took, uh, not Michael, dad took his phone. I'm sorry, I'm going to confuse the two. My bad. Mm, He's going to rise from the grave and haunt me. But anyway, (laughs) um, uh, so dad had this guy's phone and he tried to run the guy over when he was trying to get his phone back. (laughs) Oh my God. He was just being a petty motherfucker. See, that's that's where I learned it. Yeah, I can see why he didn't leave the house a whole lot because, I mean, God damn, like, it was like a big ordeal for him. I mean, he seemed to be, he'd be like whistling, uh, you know, like as he's walking out the door and then you get in the car and it's like a demon enters his body, you know? <laughs> right? A racist, yeah, know- a racist, sexist demon that's going to kill you. And then how many cigarettes would he would smoke? Oh my God, it'd be like. He would enter the car with the full pack. He'd in- exit the car in the 30-minute drive with the half a pack. Yeah, yeah, God. All that smoke we just inhaled. That was beautiful, I bet. Uh, I know. I'm surprised neither of us are asthmatic. Well, and the thing, too, remember he always had the- all those roaches, all the weed roaches in his ashtray. <sighs> yeah. I got in trouble at school one time because I drove my car, you know, his old car, to school and parked on the school campus and they had the drug dogs out one day and they were like, we found marijuana seeds in your car. Oh my God. And they could have very well been mine, but I mean, I tried to throw my seeds out. I don't know, but dad took the fall. He was like, no, those are my seeds. Mm-hmm. They didn't care. They still expelled me from school. Are I you serious? To- yeah, I still had to go to tier one at Southwest High School. Yeah, wow. that was lame. And then um the guy who ran tier one, he was like, why are you here? You're too, you're, you're smart. <laughs> like mm-hmm. everybody was working on grammar still. And I was like, we're working on dissertating a freaking book. Mm-hmm. So yeah. <laughs> they were like, <"W-> what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. First, I was weed. Um, well, the first time I was nine, but when I first started smoking weed daily, like, 16 you were nine years wait you were nine years old and you first started smoking weed well the first time i hit weed because dad accidentally so this is the thing dad used to have those poker games mm-hmm. and he was really fucked up and you remember his old friend bill yes okay so bill was rolling a joint and he hit it and then he passed it to me <laughs> Oh my god! And I just did it. I didn't think about it. And then my, I just remember Dad looking at me, squirting the eyes, like, "Damn, damn, that just <laughs> happened!" Wow. Yeah. Because Bill did like they were both really fucked up. Yeah, that was his. What kind of drugs? Did they, I I think they did like meth and stuff. That's what I think. Bill was definitely meth and coke, like uppers, because he had those meth craters on his face. Yes. With, ugh. And, and, you know, and he was Hispanic, so it even looked even worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was like, like, I don't know, I know white people age bad, but man, when Hispanic people do meth, whoof. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can just tell. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. So then you were how old? 16 when you were like starting to smoke daily? Yeah. Yeah. I was like 16. Was that, where did you start smoking daily with dad or somebody else? Oh no. High school friends for sure. Gotcha. Yeah, we had a place uh, right 
uh, by our high school and it's like a little gas station mm-hmm. and there was an alley by the gas station we call it the alley mm-hmm. and we all had these like makeshift bongs and stuff made out of water <laughs> bottles and coke cans or whatever you know mm-hmm. and we just all go back there all the stoners we'd go back there during lunch or we'd skip class and go back there one time we got chased by cops that was fun <laughs> Mm. Yeah, we got we ran, out where ran cops because one of our drug dealer friends, Lucas, lived right by there, mm-hmm. and we jumped to his fence and we we went inside his house. Yeah, oh, wow. and then like a week later, his house got raided. Oh, when we were buying weed, his house was getting raided. Oh my like, god! At the same time, and we were like, "Fuck, what do we do?" So mm-hmm. we had to run from the cops again. <laughs> wow! 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 <laughs> it's like damn, all for weed, man. Yeah, all for weed, man. That's I can imagine a bunch of stoners trying to run. Like, dude, we are booking it. I don't <sighs> think I've ever ran so fucking fast in my life. Did you ever make a bong or a pipe out of a potato? No, no. Just we just did like we graduated from grab like the water bottles and stuff to gravity bongs, mm-hmm. and then for a while, that's all like my friends would smoke out of is gravity bongs, mm-hmm. and then. We all turned 18 and bombs. <laughs> but no, we never did a potato. Yeah, I did a potato. Um, that, yeah. How was that? My pipe, whatever. <laughs> I, I had the potato for a while. I remember that. I was like carrying the potato. It actually is when I was living in Colorado with you guys. Um, up there when you were, a, and you were definitely old enough to buy a bong. Oh my god! Yeah, I don't know why I didn't buy one. I don't know. It's just whatever. I had a potato, Jesse. Don't judge my potato. <laughs> we were. Be- it was my best friend. It was my twin brother. Well, Jesse, that's all I know. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks for that uh, information. I'm never going to look at a potato the same. Yes. To I'll be continue. <laughs> to be continued. <laughs>